Welcome to the Face Yoga Expert podcast. Coming up. I mean, my number one tip for any spiritual growth is accountability. And accountability doesn't mean self-blame. Accountability means reclaiming your power over the situation. So if there is any one or any situation or any you know past experience in your life that you are quote unquote blaming for where you're at, the first step is to take accountability because that person, place, or thing is never gonna be able to change your situation. You're the only one that's gonna be able to change it. So if we can realize that everything's a lesson and that everything that we've ever gone through was there just to make us stronger and to give us a deeper purpose, then we can start to rebuild from there. I'm your host, Danielle Collins, and I'm the world-leading face yoga expert, best-selling author of the book, Danielle Collins Face Yoga, and creator of the international teacher training program, the Danielle Collins Face Yoga Method. 17 years ago, I healed myself from chronic illness and I've spent the last 15 years teaching, sharing and serving millions of people in person, on TV and online to help them look and feel the best version of themselves. This podcast is about giving you simple, effective, natural tips and advice and sharing knowledge and insight from industry experts. If you have a friend who you think would enjoy this podcast, please share it on social media as it means so much if you took a moment to rate and review this podcast as it allows more people to feel healthier and happier naturally. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. This is the Face Yoga Expert Podcast. Welcome back to the Face Yoga Expert podcast and we have got a bonus business episode this week. As you know, every few months I like to do a business episode because I feel that there's so many of you out there also that have this urge within you to start a business. So this is the reason I do these bonus episodes. And this week I have a guest with me. I have Amber Lee Lyon. She is the founder of Chakra Girl Co. And And she is an all-round glamorous, smart, sassy and amazing businesswoman. She is an owner of a seven-figure business. And what I love most about what she does and what she shares is she does it in such a soulful way. She does it fully in her alignment. She has a deep desire to help other people. Yes, she wants to live an amazing, fabulous, luxury life, but she also believes that she can really live the life she wants to. And this doesn't mean about hustling and grinding and working hard. This means just doing everything that's truly in alignment with your soul's purpose. So the reason I wanted to get her on is to talk a little bit more about that, to talk a little bit more about how business and chakras are related, to talk about the concept of 5D and really how you can step into your alignment. So even if you're working for someone else, you're in a completely different career, maybe you're not even in the wellness industry, maybe you don't have a business, you've got no desire to own a business, that doesn't matter. I I really feel like every word that Amelie says is going to be so helpful for you as well. So before we get into this week's episode, just a little reminder for you of our face yoga teacher training course. Now, many of you listening will already be on that course. I know that. But lots of you listening will also be 
maybe thinking, what is it and how does it work? Well, our face yoga teacher training is a certification. You can do it in an absolute minimum of 12 hours. So you can do it super quickly if you like. If you want to take longer, you can delve into things much, much deeper. You can do it all as distance learning in your own time, at your own pace with the manual and the videos. At the end of that, you do a practical assignment and a written assignment. Now you do your practical assignment via video call with either myself or one of our amazing super trainers. And then after you have passed your two assignments and done all of your study, you get an accredited certification to teach face yoga to other people in person or online anywhere in the world. It is also amazing if you just want to delve a little bit deeper into face yoga for yourself. And one of the best things I feel about the face yoga teacher training course is it is so straight to the point and succinct. So you are learning a lot about face yoga, the anatomy and physiology and techniques as well. But I know the world of face yoga can be a little bit overwhelming. There's so many techniques out there, particularly across social media. And many people say they do not know where to start when it comes to the techniques. But that's a wonderful thing about this teacher training course. It teaches you the key techniques, how to do them on yourselves and then how to teach it to other people too. So you can go to faceyogaexpert.com slash teacher training, all the info on there about face yoga teacher training and also about our facial gua sha teacher training. So let's get into this amazing episode with Amberly Lyons. Amberly, welcome to the Face Yoga Expert podcast. How are you today? I'm so good. Excited to be here. Oh my gosh, I am so excited to have you here to talk all things wellness, business, spirituality, and 5D. I'm excited to talk about 5D in particular. All my favorite things. Yay, exactly. And one of the things I want to really start off with today is just asking you what your tipping point was when it came to business, when it came to your career. So obviously you're super successful with what Mm. you do, both financially, spiritually, energetically, but was there a particular point where you went from just sort of the run of the mill job or business to what you do now, or was it a gradual process? Yeah, like there are so many like milestone tipping points. Um, Mm -hmm. I'll give you a few of the key ones. So I actually started off as a jewelry business. I was making like crystal and gemstone jewelry for your chakras. And it was just like really fun. Like we had like a hangover bracelet and like (laughs) he broke up with me bracelet and stuff like that. So um, it was still aligned with like healing your chakras in a fun and approachable way. But what I really quickly realized was I believe that what we're meant to teach in the world is the biggest shift that we've seen in our lives. And the biggest shift that I had seen in my life was when I finally decided to start my business. And even though that wasn't necessarily the business that, you know, continued on, I had such a huge growth period from like, you know, leaving my job to stepping into my purpose and starting this business. And as you know, there's so many self-sabotages and blocks that come up along that journey. So that to me, I was like, I think that's what I'm meant to teach. So, and I had so many people reaching out that were followers of the jewelry company that were like, what chakra do I have to unblock to start my business? I really want to start a business. And so really quickly transitioned from jewelry to coaching. 
yeah, we like, we really help with like the chakra stuff and the business stuff now. And that was such a paramount thing for me to realize that as I was building my business, it required me to step into each different chakra energy in the same sequence. So like when I was building the foundation of my business, I had to work on my root chakra. When I was building my brand, I had to work on my sacral chakra. So I was like, there's something to do this. And so that's kind of how we started teaching people. And the results that they got were so powerful because it wasn't just about the strategy. It was about that inner work as well. I love that. And I'm such a believer in the inner work is being the most important thing when it comes to business, to building a brand. But I love that you relate it so much to each chakra. And is Mm -hmm. that something which you do daily for yourself or is it something you really did at the beginning? Talk us through how that works. Yeah. So I'm a little bit more proactive now with my chakra work. Um, and I do still do like a daily chakra clearing. And if there's something that I know is out of balance, I'll definitely do work on that as it relates to crystals. And I do a little ritual every morning, but now it's kind of flows more and changes every day. Whereas before, I feel like when you're first starting to do rituals or do healing, I think it works really well to make it a little bit more linear and like step-by-step just because then you can kind of wrap your mind, your linear mind around doing it. You can make it a routine and a habit. So I, in the beginning would always just tell people to kind of do like a self-check-in, decide what chakra they had to work on and then do, you know, some mantra, some crystals, some, you know, meditation and whatever it is specific to that chakra. I love that. So if someone listening is thinking, okay, so I want to start there, your advice then would be to maybe take a moment, do some breathing, maybe some meditation, just ask yourself which chakra maybe feels out of alignment, maybe a little bit blocked, and then delve into that, like you say, maybe tune into the right crystal for that, or really nice affirmation or mantra. And then from there, as we unblock anything that needs some blocking, I guess that means that we're a little bit more open to then finding what our purpose is or living more in alignment with what our purpose is was is that what you'd say yeah I mean I think deep down we all kind of already know what our purpose is and like I said like I really do believe that we go through hard times in life to learn from them and then share that with other people like whatever, I think that like whatever the darkest day that we've overcome in our life has been is our purpose to share with the world how we overcame that. And we are all so strong and such powerful sovereign beings. So to be able to like share your story, um, there's actually a Real Housewives quote from Carol. I love the Real Housewives. <laughs> As you know, I am a big yes. fan. We talked about this when I came yes. on your podcast. So this is right so, on my street. <laughs> yes. So Carol Bradswell, I don't know if this is, I, I might butcher this, but it's something along the way of our soul's mission, our soul's purpose is to speak our story or speak our pain in a way that emancipates us and empowers others. I was like, Carol, you nailed it. (laughs) Carol, go Carol. That is so true. So that's, I mean, I don't think we need to have our chakras blocked in order to know our purpose, but in order to start taking action and to overcome the fears that we have, because whatever's holding us back from living our purpose is 
an energy block. Like it's not, you're not a victim of anything. It's not that you can't afford it. It's not that you, you know, don't have enough time to do it. All of those things are just beliefs that the ego has put in our head because of some kind of chakra block or fear or insecurity that's holding us back. I agree. And let's talk about that, that ego, because I think so many of us live for so many years, just listening to that ego Mm -hmm. and that ego just ruling everything that we do. And I think if we are lucky enough to go down the path where we do spiritually awaken or start our spiritual awakenings, you know, because there can be multiple, then we learn to sometimes quiet that ego, sometimes pop it to one side and sometimes really work on clearing blockages with that. But Mm -hmm. if someone listening is thinking, okay, so I feel like I'm living a lot with my ego and not really delving into the authentic side of who I am. What would your advice be there? I mean, my number one tip for any spiritual growth is accountability. And accountability doesn't mean self-blame. Accountability means reclaiming your power over the situation. So if there is any one or any situation or any you know past experience in your life that you are quote unquote blaming for where you're at, the first step is to take accountability because that person, place, or thing is never going to be able to change your situation. You're the only one that's going to be able to change it. So if we can realize that everything's a lesson and that everything that we've ever gone through was there just to make us stronger and to give us a deeper purpose, then we can start to rebuild from there and we can start to realize, okay, so I manifested this situation because I was meant to learn this lesson. So if I was to really lean into the lesson rather than the pain, what, you know, what would my next step be or how, who would I forgive or how would I love myself more? And sometimes it's not even about releasing the ego. It's about, it's about identifying it and loving yourself anyways and being like, okay, I did this thing or this happened to me and I haven't necessarily gone out and I'm not necessarily living my purpose yet, but I'm going to love myself anyways right now. Because also when we're, you know, giving ourselves a hard time for being where we're at, that is the biggest energy drain. Like the biggest energy drain is the negative self-talk. So those are kind of the two things is really taking accountability, but not blaming yourself to a point of talking negatively to yourself, just really taking your power back and coming up with that energy and that self-love and that that self-sovereignty to get yourself forward and, and move yourself into momentum. That's so true. And I think at a deep level, we all know what we want, how we want to feel it, but it's just allowing ourselves to listen to that Mm -hmm. amongst all the noise, because I think we spend so much of our lives listening to what other people want us to do or making a narrative within our own heads of what we think we should be, or even giving ourselves blocks, you know, saying, oh, well, I can't do that because I've not got enough money, or I can't do that because I don't live in a place. And all those reasons we give to ourselves 
But I think it is about just quietening that down and just going really to a soul level because our soul is always wanting the best for us. Our soul is always so pure. Our soul is always at peace and full of joy. So I think the more we can access that and listen to that, even if it is just tuning into a gut instinct, you know, even if you feel, I can't quite delve right into a soul level, but actually I have these little sort of feelings right in my gut that say, I need to be doing this or I need to not be doing that. I think that's one of the most important things when it comes to life, but also really to business as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. hundred percent tuning into our intuition and living from our place of inner source. Absolutely. So let's talk money a little bit because (laughs) what I find, um, particularly because I train people to be face yoga teachers. So I see lots of people either at the beginning of their business or their career or people that are quite established already within the wellness or yoga industry and they're using face yoga to add to their current skill set. But something which so many people I come across find it super difficult, first of all, just to even talk about is money. Mm-hmm. Um, they find it very difficult to price themselves according to their value. So they're often undercharging. They often find it very difficult to have the conversation with themselves or with other people about what their desires are when it comes to money and when it comes to abundance. And also they find that they have lots of blocks. And I say they, but I mean, this is me, this is you, this is all of mm-hmm. us. We mm-hmm. have blocks when it comes to money, which probably comes usually from childhood, maybe even comes from past lives, you know, whichever way you want to look at it. But we often have these blocks where we think, okay, so I can only earn X amount or Mm -hmm. I can only bring in this. Or if I earn too much, then people will think X, Y, and Z about me. So it's really interesting how we have all these narratives. What's your advice when it comes to money and opening up a life of financial abundance, but still staying really true to who you are, really true to your sole purpose? Yes. So first step is just clearing the chakra blocks and, you know, doing that through daily ritual and the root chakra is really associated to money. The sacral chakra is associated to your worthiness. The solar plexus is associated to abundance and also motivation. So your motivation to actually go out and do the work. The heart chakra is associated to the balance between giving and receiving. So making sure that you're out there actually giving value to start which is going to allow you to open up to receive money in exchange. But then you also have to be practicing gratitude. So there's kind of those three points at the heart chakra. So, you know, those lower chakras are really, really associated to money. So making sure that you're doing the work as it relates to that. But one thing that I, one way that I really love to explain money is that money is not linear. Money is quantum. So we get taught in school and like, you know, programmed into thinking that, you know, one plus one is two and everything has an equation and I work X amount of hours. I make X amount of dollars and this type of person makes this type of money. If I have this type of job, this is how much money I can make. And it's so limiting. You know, we, we put limits on everything. The difference between linear and quantum is quantum is infinite. Quantum is, you know, really related to your own frequency. So if you can tap into your own quantum frequency, which is that 5D frequency, is when miracles can happen, you know, that are outside of that, okay, I only get paid from my paycheck or the only money that ever comes in is my paycheck and then my bills cost this month and I have this much over at the end of the month. And, you know, we can release all that math that we're doing in our head 
head and we can realize, wow, there are trillions upon trillions of dollars in circulation in the world today. And my frequency is what opens up to the money. I don't even have to know how the money is going to come in, but I'm going to manifest the opportunity, the person, you know, the idea, the situation that is going to allow for money to come in based on the vibration of my frequency. So it's so much less about if this, then that, which is linear and so much more about our frequency. Yes, I love that. That's such a great way of thinking about it. And for anyone that is thinking, okay, so I get that, I'm going to do the work. I know something which I hear a lot from people is they almost feel like it's greedy or selfish to earn more than they think that they need. So more than they need just for survival for a basic level. Mm -hmm. You come across people that also have this concern or worry. I mean, yes and no, because I think people that follow me (laughs) are into the luxury. (laughs) They know that I'll be rocking the designer bags and and flaunting the, the, the beautiful things. But yeah, so, I mean, I definitely do. I have come across people like this and here's the thing like that again is a program. And like you said, it comes from childhood by the time we're seven years old, our, our thoughts and our consciousness around money is already formed. So kind of back to what I was saying earlier is doing any forgiveness work related to when that program was formed. So any forgiveness work around your parents who may have programmed this into your mind or, you know, society or whatever that has kind of ingrained this in you doing forgiveness work. And then also just doing any kind of, you know, rituals around your infinite abundance, anything that's going to elevate your vibration, any, you know, miracle work where you're opening up to miracles and you're recognizing every tiny little miracle that's happening, you know, that's going to open you up to more, but yeah, step one is you have to release the shame around it. And that comes from that inner child work and, you know, really going back and realizing, oh, this isn't a truth. This is a belief. And I love how Abraham Hicks just says a belief is just a thought you keep thinking. So we can reprogram those beliefs and release them because we know it's, it's not serving. And at the end of the day, like we are vibrational beings and the higher we vibrate, the more money we make. That is spiritual proof that we are meant to be abundant and we are, you know, the more money I know for myself, the more money I make, the more freedom I have to go support other people to when I'm not stressed out about money, I'm showing up on Instagram and I'm helping people and I'm sharing more with the world. And when we are out, out of that survival mode of, I only earn what I need when we don't have that overflow, then that constricts our energy. You know, when we're in survival mode, that your root chakra is not tapped in. So we need to go from survival mode into abundance, into fruitfulness, into wealth, because that is where we can vibrate highest. It goes both ways. Like when I vibrate higher, I make more money. When I have more money, I vibrate higher. And when you vibrate higher, you help more people, you inspire more people. And I think where some people go wrong is when they strive for the money from a place of validation. So when I make X amount of dollars, I'm going to be accepted. I'm going to be cool. I'm going to be loved. I'm going to be deemed successful. If you're chasing money for that, then it's not either not going to work or it's going to work. And then the money's going to go away and you're going to suffer from this roller coaster of, of, you know, feast and famine. 
the true abundance comes from the expansion of your energy for the purpose of being of service. So if you are living your purpose to be of service, to share your heart with the world, you are opening your heart literally to give and to receive, not just to receive and not just to validate yourself. That is when the true wealth comes. And I think that was, you know, back to your first question, that was a huge pivotal moment for me was when I, and this is still a journey for me of not validating myself based on how much money I made that year or the money in the bank or the clothes you're wearing or the house you live in or whatever it is like that is where it's not that money's bad. It's that, that, that programming, that money validates us. That is ego. Money is not ego. A validation by money is ego. I love that. And I think every point you said there was so, so important and going to be so enlightening for so (laughs) many people, because I think it may be the first time that some people would have thought about money like that. But it's so true when you are financially abundant, when you're out of that survival mode, you have the ability to help and serve more people, whether it be through giving to charity, whether it be through being able to give your time more freely to Mm -hmm. others, whether it be able to step more into your sole purpose and then give a service or a business that's going to really transform people's lives. There's so many things that it can do because when we're living in that survival mode, when we're really worried about, okay, how are we going to pay our bills? How are we going to feed ourselves? We can't think about anything else. We can't do the spiritual work. We can't help ourselves become spiritually enlightened, which helps the world. You know, every one of us that finds peace and joy within us, it helps the world overall. We can't do that when we're in that survival Mm -hmm. mode when we're in that constant fight or flight mode. So I love how you talk about that. And something which I really love that you also do, which I find really unique on the internet, but also really, really refreshing is, you know, you mentioned earlier about, um, you know, designer bags and obviously talked about real housewives and that type of thing. Mm -hmm. What I find really refreshing about what you really openly do is you talk about things like, I love reality TV. I love my Chanel bags, you know, talk about that. But also you're talking about spiritual alignment, your soul purpose, you're talking about helping others, making a difference to people's lives. And that's such a rare combination to find someone that's actually saying, look, I love the things like reality TV and designer clothes, but also you can be spiritual because I think going back sort of 10, 15 years ago, when I started teaching yoga, at least sort of 15, 16 years ago, I noticed that there was a whole trend of people that if you were spiritual, then you wouldn't show that you liked anything material. And even if you did like anything material, you found ways to give that up because it wasn't spiritual but I'm finding that things are shifting and changing and you're one of the people I think that really shows it in such a refreshing and such a 2020 2021 way really you know (laughs) rather than the way it was sort of 15 years ago tell me a little bit more about that and why you feel so comfortable sort of sharing all sides of you yeah and I mean I've always wanted to be disruptive (laughs) 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 I've always wanted to like break I, I just 
I always wanted to like break that stereotype of spirituality because I felt very judged when I first started my spiritual journey. I would go to yoga, like all decked out and dressed up and people are like, who is this girl? Um, (laughs) And to me, I always say like, it's not the designer bags are unspiritual. It's that judging is unspiritual. The only unspiritual thing is judgment. Um, And that's the thing too, like, and this all combines with what we've been talking about is you know, majority of people, I'm not going to use a huge blanket statement, but majority of people who are shunning wealth is because deep down, they don't think they can ever have it. Mm-hmm. And it's easier to pretend that you don't want something or that something is evil or that something is bad than to want it and think you can't have it. And I actually used to pretend that I thought Louis Vuitton was ugly because I thought I'd never be able to afford a Louis Vuitton bag. I was like, oh, well, who wants a brown purse? Like I was like, <laughs> and I, because I thought I'd never be able to afford it. And here's the thing. And, and then it goes back to the same thing about validation. Like if you, for me, I, I see fashion as art and it raises my vibration because it's beautiful. Like we love beautiful things. Like, and it's very similar to the beauty industry, you know, beauty, you know, wanting to beautiful doesn't make you vain either. It's wanting to reflect how you feel on the inside, on the outside. And that's how I feel with fashion. It's, it's a form of expression. And so when you can release again, the validation of this bag doesn't make me cool. Doesn't make me lovable it is an amplifier of the vibration that I'm already carrying because I'm living in purpose or being of service and just like living my life and being happy. That is the spiritual designer bag. <laughs> I love that. Well, I love that. And it's so interesting. And you said, you know, when you started going to yoga classes, it reminds me when I started teaching yoga and I used yeah. to go into like gyms or spas or wherever it was I was teaching with my like full yoga outfit on. I mean, now yoga outfits are pretty yes. mainstream and cool, but back then it wasn't, you know, to have your match no. band with your yoga pants and like all your, and I remember feeling quite judged by other yogis and by other Mm -hmm. yoga teachers um, Mm -hmm. because I enjoyed fashion and like you say I wanted to show who I was on the inside on the outside with color and beautiful things and actually back then I didn't know what I know now about soul purpose and spirituality so I felt actually very judged by that. But over yeah. the years, I've learned more and more not to be. But I think that's a really important message. And I think the way you described it is perfect because I know mm-hmm. a lot of people listening may also feel that and feel that they can't maybe wear what they want or talk about, you know, whatever they think are guilty pleasures, which I don't think are guilty, yeah. but things no. like liking the Kardashians or yes. whatever it might be. Like that is okay. You can be spiritual and still like yes. fashion and TV. That is okay. And I will say too, like, even if there is a part of you that still you're like, no, I want this bag. And then I want to post it on Instagram and get a lot of likes. And I want to feel cool. Like, Mm -hmm. yes, that's ego hundred percent, but guess what? We all have an ego. So don't make it be like, okay, so I'm allowed to feel that way a little bit, but let me play with this. (laughs) Let me see if I can shift this. Let me see if I can buy this thing and not post it and have it just be for me. Like, so don't shame yourself if you feel that way, because again, we've all been programmed to want to be loved, to want to be beautiful, to 
want to be whatever. And that's okay too. We're still going to be carrying that around a little bit. And we, yeah, we're going to work on that and that's fine, but you're, we're at where we're at. So that doesn't mean you can't, doesn't mean you're bad or whatever. If there's still a part of you that has that little bit of ego response. Definitely. So I think that so many messages you said are so important. So doing the inner work, doing the shadow work, doing the chakra, clearing is so important. Working with letting go of that ego and just being really authentic to yourself. Is there anything else which you would add to that in terms of advice for anybody either starting a business or just really wanting to grow their business to get more abundance, but more peace and joy in their lives as well? Yeah, I just think like, yeah, you need to just overcome your fear and just do it. Like you just need to do it. Like there's some things like I know a big fear that a lot of people have is putting themselves out there, which is like a throat chakra thing. And I always say like with that, it's like, I'm sorry. I'm like, I don't have a meditation for this. This is the thing where I actually do have a meditation for it, but I like, but this is one of those things where it's like, you just have to do it. You just have to do it. And it's going to get easier every time. So, you know, it's not about not being afraid. It's about being afraid and doing it anyways. So those are kind of the key things. And I have these kind of like five pillars of a successful online business that I can quickly whip through. So the first one is really like packaging. Cause this is like for quantum consciousness, you know, 5d business, you know, we are, we have to think of business not as just an exchange of I'm going to give people this and then they're going to pay me for it. There's so much more to it because there's that ripple effect that, that goes out into consciousness. So we have to remember that as we heal ourselves, we're healing other people and then we can show up more for our audience and we can heal them in a, in a deeper way. And then they can heal other people. It's like, it's not, it's, it's your business is bigger than you, you know, it's not just that small exchange. It's so much bigger. So making sure the first pillar is packaging, which means, you know, really positioning your offers in a way that solves a problem and that elevates your client, not only for them, but so that they can be, make a bigger impact for the people around them. And I think anyone in, you know, any kind of spiritual work, like by virtue of them doing their healing work, it's going to heal the people around them. And then the second point is messaging and using language that quantumly connects to your audience. So when we, when I talk about quantum, when I talk about 5d, it really is all rooted in love, not from a place of judgment, not from a place of fear. So really making sure that your messaging is rooted in love. And then the third is sales strategies that give value. So before anything, like you have to be giving value. No one can pay you if you aren't giving value. Um, And then the next point ties in with this, which is about your quantum consciousness, which really means understanding your value, doing your inner work, being so connected to your intuition and releasing your own energy blocks so that you have this quantum connection to value um, as it relates to money, but also as it relates to your purpose and the change that you want to make in the world. Because your, your business is also bigger than a paycheck. Your business is bigger than money. Your business is a ripple effect into the world and changing consciousness. And then the fifth pillar is energetic integrity. So walking your talk, 
Are you doing the work that you want your clients to do? Are you doing your inner work? If you want to really express the value of your business and you want to give value to other people, are you seeing the value? Are you investing in your business? Are you, you know, treating your business the way you want people to pay for it? Because I see so many times where people are like, hey, come pay me, you know, give me your money, pay me for my services. But then they're not even willing to pay themselves. They're not willing to put money into their business. So why would people give you money? Like that's out of energetic integrity. So energetic integrity really just means walking your talk and uh, being the change that you want to see and, and doing that inner work. And so many people will be like, I don't know if I'm you know, healed enough to heal people. I don't know if I am perfect enough to help people. And my answer is always that it's not about being perfect. It's about being one step ahead and continuing to do your work. It's not like riding a bicycle where you learn once and then you can always do it. Like it's that, like we were saying, like peeling the onion, you have to keep peeling back because you have to keep transforming. You need to keep growing. You need to keep your audience growing with you. It's not just, you know, teaching them this one thing and then that's it. You need to keep expanding. And that's how we all continue to ascend as a global consciousness. That is amazing. Yes. Love. <laughs> love. Long-winded, love, 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 but there we go. <laughs> no, not long-winded at all. So to the point. And I was like literally making notes as you was doing that. I <laughs> love, love, love that. And I had two final questions. Mm-hmm. In a moment, I'd love to know a few of your favourite daily rituals or wellness mm-hmm. routines. But before that, I want to know who your favourite Real Housewife is. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that is such a layered question. I know. (laughs) I give one favorite per my favorite cities. I like, okay, so, okay, okay, first I need to ask you a question. Do you think Erica knew? (gasps) I love that you asked me this because this is so strange. This morning I was in the shower and I was washing my hair and I was thinking about questions to ask you for this podcast and I thought I must ask you what you think about Erica okay so this is interesting because Erica has always been one of my favorite housewives me too probably one probably my favorite housewife probably because she is so different from me yeah she's so uh, I don't know what the word is like I live my life with like my heart on my sleeve and I put everything out there and she's so composed all the time and so keeps everything in but also just yeah, she's just like the opposite to me, but I love that. Yeah. So she's always been my favorite. And always everything she's done, I've been like, yes, I love this. Now, this, did she know? I don't know. I really hope that she was innocent all the way through so she can continue to be my favorite housewife. I know. That's I'm how hoping, I feel too. I'm wishing. <laughs> That's how I feel too. Um, so I watched the documentary. I've been keeping up on all the goss okay. and I just feel like if it were me, I know nothing about my husband's books of his business. Like I just don't, if he's sending me money, I'm going to be like, sweet, he's rich. Like send it to me. Like, I'm not going to be like, where did this come from? You know? So I like to think she doesn't know. And if yes, she's my favorite. I'm also going to throw out a Heather Dubrow. I love a Heather Dubrow Ooh, moment. Yes. Um, she's coming back to the OC, which I'm super excited about. Yes. And then Sonia Morgan. 
Oh, Sonia, she's <laughs> such a sweetheart. Love her. How do you feel about Bethany? Tell me what you think. I'm not, I, I, I think she's a little overrated. I love her, Same. I love her, uh, like her confessionals. Like I mm-hmm. love her little sound clips. She's yeah. great. But I mean, probably my favorite moment of New York was mention it all. <laughs> probably my favorite one of my favorite real housewives moments but no she's not I, I'm not like an idol or she's not like my idol in same same yeah. I feel yeah. the same okay let's hope that Erica from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills so anyone that is listening that doesn't know what we're talking about Real Housewife of Beverly Hills we are hoping that Erica was innocent all the way along oh. so she can continue to be the Erica Jane that we know and love yes uh, <laughs> oh my gosh and I'd love to know about your day-to-day wellness routines and rituals anything that are like your non-negotiable go-to every day so non-negotiables is I do this quick little energy practice where I breathe energy out from my heart up into my third eye chakra and crown chakra and then I breathe my heart chakra energy down to the rest of my body so I'm like filling my body up with love and then I breathe it out into my aura. And then I do like a purple flame protection. So I kind of just like envision that there's a purple flame around my aura that just protects me from everything. And then I connect my energy to the earth, connect my energy to the cosmos and just bring that energy in. That used to take me like 10 minutes, but now I can do it in like 30 seconds. So it's like, boom, done. And that's that's like ready to go first thing. And then I do gratitude, you know, first thing I wake up before I even get out of bed, I'm just listing in my head, all the things I'm gratitude I'm grateful for. And I've got a smile on my face. And then once I get to my altar, I've really been doing a lot of tapping lately. So I've been trying to do some tapping every single day. And then I do a little bit of journaling. I also channel for like just a few minutes, different extraterrestrial beings from my starseed planet <laughs> so, that's a thing that. talk to aliens for a few minutes uh, have a good yeah, old chat know. to the alien yeah you know the usual pretty standard usual. stuff <laughs> that is amazing oh my goodness yeah. and tapping that is do you know tapping I did well I started doing that in end of 2019 and I Mm -hmm. really say that's when things shifted for me yes I mean I've been in business a long time but that's when things really shifted for me financially emotionally energetically spiritually just because it's such a easy way of letting go of blocks that we're holding on to. So mm-hmm. anyone that's sort of thinking, okay, so I want to start delving in a little bit to understanding what blocks I've got and, and a quite a quick, easy way to release them, then tapping is amazing for that, isn't it? Mm-hmm. The best so fast. Oh, amazing. So I'd love you to tell everyone where they can connect with you and a little bit about your courses. Cause I've already said to you before this podcast, I'm going to take one of your courses. I think I'm going to do your, your goddess course. So yes. let us know what you've got on offer. Cause I'm sure everyone's dying to know. Yes. Okay. So first you can find me on Instagram at chakra girl co and podcast to Chakra Girl Radio. Those are the best places. I have a goddess quiz. It's quiz.chakragirlco.com slash goddess. And it will tell you what your goddess archetype is. So it'll help you kind of tap into what kind of healing energy that you already possess inside of you. Because I believe that everyone already has healing energy inside of them from past lives. So 
with that, that kind of will kind of open your eyes up a little bit more to goddess magnetism where we go into, which is a, a program where we go into just really deep spiritual healing. We also channel aliens, <laughs> ancient goddesses and our inner goddess. And we do like time traveling and it's, it's a lot quantum leaping. Like we go deep. So that one is very, very powerful. And then for anyone who wants to start a business or you have a business and it hasn't really taken off yet, Chakra Girl Business School is so, so powerful. Not only is it all the strategy that you need to launch a successful business, but the energy work and the transformational work that we do is life-changing. People will walk away from this program being like, I knew I was going to have a successful business, but I didn't know that everything else in my life was going to be different. So it's like a deep dive of yourself, of your purpose, and really quantumly putting your business out there. Uh, if you want to just like play around with chakras, we also have some little chakra training courses. If you're brand new to chakras, we have like rituals, meditations, and stuff like that. It's called Glam and Grounded, and we tap into your chakra energy to manifest your most glamorous and grounded life. So they're all on my website at chakragirlco.com. I love that. And you are glamorous and grounded always, <laughs> which you. is why it's just always a pleasure chatting to you. Oh, and you. as soon as we know about Erica Jane from The Real Housewife, let's yes. each other because we have to. We need the answer. We need the answers. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness, Emily. Thank you so much. Thank you. you. Yes, thank you. Thank you. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you'd like more information on face yoga or you'd like to become a face yoga teacher, just head to our website, faceyogaexpert.com for more information. If you'd like to do a regular structured daily face yoga program to get the best results, you can either use one of my apps, just search Danielle Collins on your app store, or you can use my book, just search Danielle Collins Face Yoga on Amazon. And thank you for joining me today. And I look forward to seeing you again next time.